there's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of our way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Two guys with rich, thick, full heads of hair in that commercial. Not that our guy Andrew Raycroft still doesn't. Yeah, I mean, he is not follically challenged. But that was early 20s hair flowing in that commercial that you heard there from our friend Andrew Raycroft, who joins us on the Harbor One hotline to talk about the Boston Bruins. Razor, good morning. Good morning, guys. It's uh, still hair on my head, but it's a lot grayer than it was uh, with Patrice in those days. Man, you all look like babies in that commercial. It really (laughs) is something, man. Like, especially Patrice, my God. But uh, last night, Bruins 3-3 going into the third period. Then they lose Mm. 6-3. What the hell happened? They played poorly. They are really bad in the in the neutral zone, uh, bringing the puck through the ice. It, it was a sloppy game, and and it looked like a team that had only played one game in, in ten, what fifteen days. So you, you give them a bit of a pass. It's still early in the season, still eighty games left, but it was certainly a, a stinker effort last night from the crew. Well, and you know how it works here. You you lose a game, you look to the goalie, and you try to determine, all right, how many of those should he have stopped? How many of those are kind of on the team? How would you break down the five goals allowed by Swayman? That's that's what we do, and, and, and I think we talked about it last week. That's going to happen more this season than it has in recent years. With Tuca here and, and, and Yarrow, you just knew who was playing no matter what the outcomes were. Now you build up this competition. Now you have it's not going to be goalie controversy, but it's goalie competition. And now Allmark goes in and he has his game on Friday and, and we go back and forth. But consider going to last night, I just thought that Swayman, and we've talked about his aggressiveness and his good job at reading the play, his aggressiveness got him into a little bit of trouble last night. And Philly was able to take advantage of it. The one goal in particular at the end of the first period where it's a point shot, a bit of a scramble in front, you'd like to see him actually retreat to the goal line. Instead, he tried to get aggressive on the first rebound shot. Instead, it bounces off to the side, and he's out in the white paint and has absolutely no way to get back. So a few of the plays, I'm not putting it on him. Again, there were quality chances, even though he didn't get a lot of shots. But a couple leaky ones, like we talked about in the preseason with Allmark, and a little bit of too aggressive at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that, Razor, I do believe last year you said, hey, Swayman needs a little more seasoning and playing down in Providence. Is this just a young, aggressive goalie who has to learn his way? Or is this a guy at times that looks lost out there to your trained eyes at a level like this? No, no, I'm not going to loss. Listen, these games are going to happen, and this is why – this is what I was so now he gets three or four days to recover. The issue was was giving him the keys to the car when I was talking about last year and mm-hmm. all right, he's gonna play sixty games in the NHL next season. That's where it gets hard because you have a game like last night, then you go into Buffalo, maybe things don't go right right away, and all of a sudden it starts compounding on a young kid. In this situation they have Allmark and they sign him to a big ticket. They sign him to be a guy to probably to play more games than Swayman at the end of the day and these guys are going to go back and forth. Allmark has a great opportunity to play well Friday and then get the net the next time. In regards to that, Swayman gets to go to work today. He gets to go to work Friday morning, gets to go to work Saturday morning, and, and really improve and develop. That's how he's going to get the development. 
by having some of these games and bouncing back. And, and the key for the young kids and for any young guy in the NHL is consistency and bouncing back from performances that aren't 100%. And that'll be the next test, and that's what we'll look at and discuss next week with Swayman's next start. Now, going back to your rookie year, uh, it was Felix the Cat Potvin who was the backup, correct? Correct, yes. So, Which, and, yeah. and actually, to that point, he started the first two, three games of the season. So Excellent. I was actually going to be that backup guy, yes. So, yeah, I was curious, how did that work? Was there a time where all of a sudden they told you, all right, you're going to get the vast majority of these, or is it just you were playing better and they'd be like, all right, you're you're up to again today? Because I, I looked it up, uh, you played 57 games, Potvin played 28, but I didn't know you played that he played the first three. Was there, a, was there a time there where they communicated with you, or are you just like, no, I'm very clearly the number one goalie now? No, there was no communication. There was there was a few times. So we went back and, like I said, Felix played the start of the season. Um, I got in and I played well. Uh, I played well right away, but we still were going back and forth. And then there was a big game Saturday night in Philly. We were the top two teams in the conference, and I got that start. So that was the initial, like, all right, let's see if the kid can figure it out. I ended up losing that game. Didn't play great because I was so geeked up. I was so excited to play Philly. And, and all those, Jeremy Roenick and all the guys on a Saturday night, I, I didn't do very well. <laughs> uh, bounced back and forth. But probably right around Christmas time, the team was struggling, and, and I played really well. And I went on a run. In January, I think I played. 14 of 16 games in January and then took over from there. So no, it, we, we ping pong mm-hmm. uh, the first three months of the year. And there was never a time where it was like, this is your job. It just, I, I think I went, you know, shot out one goal, one goal, one goal shot out over a five or six game stretch in January. And we won all six in a row. And then it was like, all right, the kid can play and, mm-hmm. and go from there. Is it harder to keep your confidence when you're younger or older in your career? Because it feels like being a goalie, like what you just described, it's like a constant mind screw. Well, we like you, kid, but we're not going to tell you you're the number one, but we're going to play you like the number one. So, you know, like, was that easier or harder, actually, to deal with as you got on in your career? That's a great, great question. And And for me, it was worse as I got older. I think I, I look at guys, old older golfers, the more putts you miss, it feels like you remember those putts more. I feel like you look at pro golfers and the older you get, the putt, you, you putt worse. You have more fear. You, you think about it more. For me, that's how it was as a goaltender. When I was younger, I was a little more naive. I just went out day to day playing, playing. As I got older, I started overthinking things a little bit or reading into different things rather than just go playing. So, I think some guys settle in as they get older, but I also think you see a lot of NHL goaltenders leave the league at 30, 31, 32, rather than a forward who can make it till 35, 36. And most of that's because of the mind screw, as you say, every single day. And it, it just grinds on you. Do you think last night takes a little bit of, of a pressure off of Linus just because if his first start was coming off of, let's say, back-to-back shutouts or back-to-back one-goal wins with Swayman and net, they might be sort of like, oh man, like I got my, I really have my work cut out for me to even make this a fifty-fifty split. But after a night like last night, maybe he feels like, all right, I can, I can jump back in this pretty quick with a good performance. <laughs> a thousand percent, and that's the hard part about being a goaltender in the goaltending position because 
you want your team to win, and you really do, and you want the other guy to do well, but you also recognize on a personal level it, it does relieve. Because, again, you're, to your point, if Swayman had a shutout and Leonis ends up giving two or three up in the first period on Friday night, I mean, the pitchforks are out, and the guy's only played 20 minutes of a season in Boston. And so, so certainly there is a little bit of that back and forth internally between the goaltenders, and when you're competing – uh, you're looking at things a little bit different. So I think it does relieve a little bit of pressure on Allmark internally, but at the same time as a team, you don't want to go to one and two on the season. Even though it's an 82-game season, you want to get the win Friday night. Andrew Raycroft talking hockey with Gresh and Keith here on the WEI Sports Radio Network. So Marshy Potts won last night, and this number kind of blew me away, Razor. Since 2014-2015, Brad Marchand has the second most goals in the NHL, 230. I think a lot of us, we know that he can score, but he still feels like that Johnny Tryhard type guy. What is it about his ability to score that rubes like me and others miss? I, I, I well, I think it's I think it's his reputation that still follows him a little bit. When when we think of him, you think of him as being the the guy licking somebody. Like he he's going to have to. He's always got that. And I think that chip does provide motivation for him, and he does recognize that he needs to do more than everyone else to get the recognition that he that he deserves. Uh, but it is it, like if you even if you had to ask me, I didn't know that stat. If you had to ask me, I would not have put Brad Marsh on at number two. Right. And I watch every game. You just don't. It, it's amazing what he's done and how talented he really is, and how good his stick work is, and how smart he is as a hockey player. That he's able, that he's been able to get to that level. It, it's really incredible. And and I think that a lot of people would get that question wrong. To your point, not just rubes like you. I think a lot of people in the National League wouldn't put him at number two. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, isn't it also just how a, a player comes into the league? Because you look at all these number one overall picks, they're automatically, you look at like Ovechkin and Crosby and McDavid, and you're like, all right, now you're just waiting for them to live up to the expectation, and then they're always sort of like the golden boys. Whereas Marshawn starts out as sort of a grinder. He's playing on the fourth line for a couple of years, and so mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wait a minute, this guy can really score. But to your point, it's not just like the, the slew foots and the licking, but there's like, this guy really didn't have the same path to stardom like that most of these other guys did. Yeah, right. Nail on the head. And I think we do that with seasons every year. I was talking to yeah. a buddy. How important the first 15 games. You can be, you can be, have the worst 15 games of the season, and I'll use hockey, and then have a great 60 games after that. But everyone, no one's going to actually put you there. Right. But if you have an incredible first 15 games, as a goal, you go 15-0, and 0, you're 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 an all star automatically. You're you're in the hunt, even if you go five hundred the rest of the way. It's it's really amazing how we do that with sports. When we're talking about last night's game and how it was bad, but there's literally eighty games left. But these first initial games really put uh, an idea of and a, a perception on all these players in our heads, and it's it's really fascinating how it happens every season in every sport. You have a great start. You kind of end up have that perception all the way through we had Anson Carter on the show yesterday and he said when he was playing with the Bruins and a really young Joe Thornton Thornton would invite him over to his house to play uh, video games and eat pop-tarts so I'm 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 curious did uh, Thornton ever extend that invite to you I spent a lot of time in Joe's apartment we had a massive game war 
we had like the serious board games. You couldn't like no we he'd have his buddies from Ontario staying with him and they would be like they would have to watch the board the whole time we were at practice. <laughs> so when we got home, we could keep playing. <laughs> and yes, it probably it was definitely not a great diet. We had pizzas and the whole thing. So yeah, I was uh I spent a lot of time at Joe's and, and a lot of board games and, and just ran complete randomness. It was exactly what you would think a 20-year-old and a 21-year-old mm-hmm. would be doing uh, in college, but we were doing it in, in Joe's penthouse apartment <laughs> with awesome. no furniture. So, Razor, you... <laughs> Sit on the floor eating Pop-Tarts. So, you, yeah. you and Joe Thornton were like Newman and Kramer <laughs> yeah. playing oh, yeah. Risk on Seinfeld. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, somebody's got to watch the board, for God's sake. We were carrying it around. And, yeah, absolutely. That, it was it was very intense, and, and uh, you could not mess around with those pieces. No question. For those who know that episode, hopefully you guys weren't making jokes about the Ukraine, no, because don't. that would have uh, <laughs> brought it all to an end. Oh, at- no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at Andrew Raycroft on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, he is co-host of the Morning Brew podcast uh, with Razor and Bill Jaffe. Razor hair, Jaffe, none. Wow. But good hockey talk nonetheless. <laughs> Razor, thank you, friend. We'll catch you next week. Appreciate you. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.